2: just go to
3: Cards.com. It's magical.
2: On
1: today's Patriot Nation podcast, we have our fantasy football special. We're going to be joined by Dale DeMont from Eat Sleep Fantasy and from Austin Thompson, also of Eat Sleep Fantasy. It's going to be a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music.
4: Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson,
2: quick throw. And it's has Intercepted. Intercepted. it of the midler.
1: All right, gentlemen. We are here, uh, and it's Tuesday night. It's pretty exciting. It's Pretty exciting. We got the fantasy football special. We're being joined today uh, by two guys from Eat Sleep Fantasy and Spags and Keegan. I know, you know, we're we're all excited for this because we got to get some fantasy. We got some fantasy knowledge up in here, uh, greater than the two of us. So uh, I will. The three of us, I should say uh i will intro these two guys have them talk about themselves just introduce themselves a little bit to the listeners out there i know dale's been on the show a few times he's been on kind of every year when we do this and austin's a newcomer here and we appreciate him coming so dale let's start with you just kind of tell the audience uh you know just a little bit not too much we don't want too much detail but a little bit about yourself
0: i'm a little nervous because i've i I don't go live too often so now you kind of put me on the spot i know we're going live until right when you said all right we're going live um so i'm a little nervous (laughs) But uh, yeah, eat sleep fantasy, eatsleepfantasy dot com, eat sleep ff on Twitter. Uh, we've been doing a fantasy football podcast for since two thousand sixteen, um, and uh, Pat's been a longtime listener and supporter of uh, of the podcast. And like he said, I've been on I've been on here I think since two thousand sixteen. Um, I think maybe
1: seventeen was okay. the first oh, year right. I did right. one. Yeah,
0: that would make sense because we started yeah. in sixteen. So yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm happy to chat fantasy. I love I love podcasting. Love fantasy sports. So let's do it.
1: It's good stuff. Austin welcome man appreciate you coming on buddy and thank uh, you for having me yeah tell tell people you know just a just just a quick snippet of you
2: so I've been playing fantasy for about 10 years um and I became a fan of Dale and eat uh eat sleep fantasy and then I emailed him and asked if I could write for him and he said yes and the rest is history well there you go look at that
0: it's it's a really hard uh, application process yeah. yeah yeah that's exactly how it went
1: <laughs> i mean let's put it this way i i'm contributing over there right now so like it's not hard you just like hey can i do this yeah sure okay sure. why not you know <laughs> give it a shot let's see what happens so if they don't like it they can always just let us go you know what i mean yeah so that would be my strategy my tinder strategy just accept everybody and then i can always you can always say no later you know what i mean if things don't work out so not that I've ever been on Tinder, but nevertheless, um, it's bags. Keegan. What's up, fellas?
3: Doing well. I know this is your favorite show of the year, Pat. You're it always is. giddy to get on here. I mean, Mr. You're in like 25 leagues. So, <laughs> um, you, you got your, your chances of winning at least one are pretty good. That's it. Uh, See? I, it's informative for me. We had to, uh, usually my, my league, I've been doing with 10 buddies uh, or nine other buddies we usually draft toward you know at the end of the preseason but a couple of guys going on vacation we had to squeeze it in last friday obviously been some injuries so i wish we did this last week but i'm looking forward to uh to maybe saying hey i got that guy and you give your opinion and obviously the waiver wire guys so i uh, appreciate you guys coming on it's always fun talking to you guys over there
4: for sure thanks yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm excited as
4: well. I, so I'm the guy that knows nothing about fantasy football. I, um, yeah. I I beat my like family league a couple years ago, and then they didn't invite me back. So I was out of the game last year. <laughs> um, and, and then Pat coerced me into his league this year, or one of his many leagues this year. So this yeah. is a, a good opportunity for me to get back in the swing of things. I feel like I'm, I'm like two generations of players back. So uh, this should be fun.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I think. I always go feel ahead. that way, you know, coming out of the summer, especially, um, you know, not, you know, I don't pay attention a lot to, you know, the incoming college players and the rookies and stuff. And then it takes me like a month to really get into it. So um, I think we all kind of feel behind as we, you know, start the season up.
2: Yeah.
1: We don't have that problem here. Luckily, Keegan spends a lot of time. And bags spend a ton of time. That's on the prospect, I know. So. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the rookies, go. they're good with, you know. Wayne Eskridge, sleeper. But so – I just wanna just before we get it, we're gonna do just so people know, we're gonna do a mock draft and kind of talk about a bunch of different players. I think a mock draft is good because we can go through and talk about players as they're kind of coming up and then we can make decisions to talk about drafting strategies and whatnot. But before we do that, I just want to chat just about a few different kinds of fantasy football leagues. So everyone knows, you know, the standard leagues ESPN, Yahoo, you know, sleeper, which some people may may or may not know, but you know. But there's so many different leagues out there. You know, we got you got best ball leagues, you got dynasty leagues, you got redraft leagues, you got you know um, keeper leagues. uh, You know, and then you can do drafts where you do slow drafts or live drafts or auction drafts. So there's so many different ways to play fantasy football, and I think that that's that's my favorite part about it is just it's it's accessible for everyone, and you can do it in a different way, kind of for everyone. I, I think I just think that's the coolest part for me, at least, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it, like just exactly what you said. I mean, it has something for everybody. You can do it, eight team redraft league with your office, or you can do a you know a sixteen team dynasty league that you've been doing with your buddies for twenty years. I mean, and there's so much in between, right? I mean, like you said, auction leagues, you know, for or you know the the dynasty leagues. There's even guillotine leagues that I love playing. I know Pat, yeah. you played in one last year in, in Austin. Um, and those are really fun. I mean, there's just so many, you know, best balls, set it and forget it. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the best part about fantasy. You could find even if you like football, you can find something that you enjoy playing with fantasy football.
2: Yeah, guillotine leagues are fun until Dale convinces you to join one, and you lose week one. <laughs> yeah, that suck. which yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what I did last year. So yeah, yeah, yeah I was huge, gone. Yeah, I'm a huge redraft fan. I, I love redraft. That's yeah. I mean. I, I've I've got a couple of dynasty leagues that I'm in. Um, that's been like the last two years, but I mean, 10 years ago, it started off with redraft and I live for it every year. Me too. Interesting. Yeah. So just so,
1: just so people know if people are out there, haven't heard, but best ball essentially is you draft a team and then you don't worry about who to start. It's just like, okay, there are slots, quarterback slot, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. Let's just say you draft those players. You just have your roster. You can't drop anyone. You can't trade anyone. That's just your team. And then they go through and automatically pick the highest scores for you at each position every week. It's pretty cool. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. The dynasty, obviously, you just kind of continue. You kind of work your way through the dynasty. Um, it's, almost like, it's almost like you're the GM of a football team, which I think is cool. And an auction draft, we're going to do – we're going to start the mark in a second here. But we're going to do a regular – draft a regular snake draft, right? One through 10, we're going to do 12, one through 12, and then 12 through one and so on and so forth. But an auction draft, I like, I do an auction draft in my home league. We just do a redraft auction, but like, because it's, you have an availability to get every single player, right? If you're doing a redraft and you have pick 10, you're not getting Christian McCaffrey. You're guaranteed to not get get Christian McCaffrey. There's no chance you're going to get him. But if you're doing a dynasty draft, if you're doing an auction draft and that's the guy you want, you can get him. Now you might have to pay for him. You're gonna have to pay something for them, right? But you can get anyone you want, and that makes it fun. And then the other part of it for me is that you're in on every single pick. Like you're not like, oh, who's this person gonna draft? It's like, no, that person got nominated. How much okay? I I, I would want that guy, how much I gonna pay? Oh, is that is it worth it? Like, so man, my heart races during during auction drafts. It's a lot of fun. So um, you know, I mean it's it's a little bit, of, you know, and people some people hate it and some people like it, but but like Austin said, there's something for everyone, which I think is cool. And yeah. so, um,
0: in theory, you know. auction leagues are amazing. Um, I just I can't get into them, man. There's, there's too many variables. Yeah. Um, you know, you can you your plan goes out the window immediately. Oh like yeah, like the, the first player that yeah. you know that you bid on, bam, they're good. <laughs> like you're like oh, I'm not going to get Christian McCaffrey, and then you're like, well, you know, forty dollars is pretty good. And then before you know it, you're way over budget, and then you're, the rest of your draft sucks. Right. So, well, uh, that's if, if you like it. I mean, like you said. You know, yeah. you get the players that you want. You have an opportunity to get everybody you want. So
1: Right. Exactly. That's what I like about it. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about it. So anyways. All right. So let's uh let's let's fire up the mock draft machine here. We're gonna we're gonna mock and so hold on. Let me let me hit the uh, the share screen here. Right. Nope. there we go. I'm gonna do a tab. We're gonna do the simulator. Okay, so I'm not sure how it's gonna look. Um, I know you guys we're saying it's a hard you have a hard time seeing it. Hopefully people that are out there can see it. But we're gonna do uh half PPR, obviously just a twenty twenty one season, not a dynasty league. Snake draft. Um and I'm gonna draft out of what 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 position do you wanna draft out of? Keegan, I'll let you choose. What position do you wanna draft out of? No, you're muted. You gotta unmute.
4: That's Spag's fault. I just want to let yeah. everybody know he needed yeah. me. Um, we'll go fifth. Just top
1: fifth, of the head. Right. Let's do it. I like it. All right, so we're going to draft fifth. We're going to draft out of the five spot, um, and we will. We're just going to do again, just a straight up mock, um, straight up mock draft. So here we go. All right, and so I want to. I want to just kind of chat about um, strategy here, but you know. Everyone, you know, people talk about ZRB strategy. People talk about different types of strategies that you can use. Do you have, like, one specific strategy, Dale, that you use? Or do you just kind of go on the fly and kind of do what you got to do?
0: I pretty much go on the fly, man. I mean, you know, you hear, you know, the the buzzword is, you know, value-based drafting, and that's really what I do. Um, More than likely as I'm drafting, I like to keep a more balanced roster. Um, I don't, you know, people talk about zero running back or, you know, Whatever uh, running back heavy teams early quarterbacks, I just like to take what's best value, what I feel like is best value at the time, and keep it balanced. So if I start off with two running backs because two great running backs fell to me, then you know I start really looking at it, and more than likely I won't get a third or fourth running back in a row. So I like to keep really, uh, really balanced for me personally.
1: All right, and same thing with you, Austin. Or do you have a specific
2: thing you try to you try to go into it with, or or is it just kind of I like to pick one or two guys that I really want, and those are just my guys. Like, whatever I got to do to get them, you know, nothing crazy. Like picking a kicker in the first round, but if yep. there's a running back or a receiver that I really want, especially if I know I'm picking further towards the end of the round, and I know I can't get certain guys, I'm like, okay, I'm, these guys are who I'm going to get this, year, you know, this year. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. I like that. So we're drafting here at five. Uh, first four picks. fourth four picks.
1: I think made sense. You get McCaffrey, Dalvin, and then Kamara. I'm a little surprised with Zeke at four. I don't know if you guys are as high on Zeke at four, but I feel like Zeke at four is a little bit high for me. Yeah, me um, too. You know, so, but again, it's just kind of it's kind of a, a opinion here. I think running back. If you're drafting in the top five, to me, you kind of have to take a running back unless you're drafting in a multiple quarterback league. I just feel like drafting a wide receiver at fifth overall. I know Devontae Adams could have a massive year, but I just don't think you're getting enough value there. I agree. For I me, agree. It, yeah. I mean,
0: it, if you can get Derrick Henry in the fifth spot, 100%,
1: yeah. there's no question. So I agree. So let's do that. Um, by the way, Clayton they, uh, says that Dale wants to draft Melvin Gordon right here, but love, we're going to pass him. on Melvin Gordon and, <laughs> and go with Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see here. This is like going really slow for me. I don't know why. All right. So we picked Henry with the fifth pick. Then Tyreek Najee went seventh overall.
2: That's crazy.
1: That's wild. But I mean, like the, the value of Najee Harris has gone all the ways. I'm curious about your thoughts there, guys. So Najee I- Harris, what, what's what's your opinion there?
0: Look, and this is kind of what Austin was saying. If you have the seventh pick and you really, really want Najee Harris, if you're a big Steelers fan or you watch him in Alabama and you believe in this guy and and it's your seventh pick, there's no way you're going to come back around and get him. He's going to be taken in the next whatever, what is it, eight picks or whatever. Um, So, you know, if you want him, you got to get him then. And that's exactly what Austin was saying. Like if he's your guy and that's who you want to root for and, you know, it makes your fantasy league, uh, you know, fantasy experience better, I say go for it. Um, there you go. There, I mean, there are, you know, there's better value, I think, but hey, you know, if I know it's just a computer drafting, but if if you really like Najee, I'd say go for it. I'd just yeah. like
1: to say here, i I know that this is fantasy pros just making up random things, mm-hmm. but Najini in a bottle is drafting sixth overall and they took Tyreek Hill over Najee Harris. I just like <laughs> if you're gonna name your team Najini in a bottle, which is a dope name, by the way. If you're oh, gonna great, name your Harry. team Najini in a bottle, you have to draft Najee Harris in the first round. Oh, you don't great, have a yeah. Yeah. Stupid robot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so few names going there Chubb, Barkley, like nobody to me, you hear through the first two rounds, Ridley going uh, at the end of the first round over Devontae Adams, although this person took Ridley and then Devontae Adams, which is pretty solid. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, Kelsey, Gibson, and Hopkins. Okay, here's a thought about Kelsey. How early are you taking Travis Kelsey? Because some people are taking Travis Kelsey, you saw it early here in the second round. Are you taking Travis Kelsey in the second round? Or are you waiting on tight end a little bit? Because the 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 argument here, of course, is position scarcity. Right? There's just not a lot of tight ends that are going to put up a lot of numbers. Right? No. He stays healthy. George Kittle doesn't necessarily stay healthy. He's going to put up numbers too. But like, you know, how early are you drafting Travis Kelsey? Because you know, two five seems pretty early to me.
0: Yeah. Two five is really early to me. Um, you know, you, you could see him going like the late second usually, um, but I'd much rather have, and, you know, talking about value again, I'd much rather wait for Kittle, which is probably going to be two tight end picks after, you know, maybe, you know, late second or, yeah, it late second, early third. Uh, Waller will get picked, and then maybe mid third to late third, I bet you um, Kittle gets picked. So, I, you know, if you're looking at that, I think the the value there is going a little bit stronger player and skipping Kelsey that time and go and get Kittle around later.
3: I'm curious what you guys think on wide receivers. Um, Cause obviously I, I tend to to draft heavy wide receivers and obviously um, they seem to go pretty, from what I can see here, they, they went pretty early, obviously Devante and Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Um, now when, when you look at wide receivers, like typically what I like to do is and, and obviously that goes with being a good wide receiver, right? But I, I like to draft the, the best route runners, right? Because I think those guys are going to be open more times than not, right? With Devontae Adams, the Calvin Ridleys, the, you know, Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper, right? Justin Jefferson, guys like that. That And obviously all the elite wide receivers are good route runners, but I think, you know, th- there's obviously different styles. Like I don't think DK Metcalf is a precise, you know, guy who's going to be really quick in and out of his breaks, I'd rather a guy like a Tyreek Hill or, or uh, you know, like I said, a Calvin Ridley that that might that's going to get a lot more volume because they're going to be open a lot more.
2: See, I I think that DK Metcalf is the outlier in that situation. I just feel like you've got a one-two situation with him and Lockett, and it just feels like there's something between him and Russ. But normally, I'm kind of up there with you. I've never been a big I'm I'm not currently a big Julio Jones guy, but I like to go for the guys that I think will get the most targets, but I don't like to go for guys. I think we'll get double teamed constantly. If that makes any sense.
1: Right. I think it does. I think it does. I think that makes a lot of sense to have another guy, to have another guy that takes, you know, takes coverage away. DK is a perfect example of that. Like you have to, you can't just single cover Tyler Lockett either. Like Lockett's going to kill you as well. Yeah. And so, you you know, you have to pay attention to both of them, but it's not like you just have one guy. Um, And so, you know, I think we're in an interesting spot here at the, at the two eight. So this is the two eight spot. The, a lot of wide receivers are already on Hopkins, AJ Brown, Diggs, Adams, Ridley, Tyreek Hill. Those are, those guys are all gone. Running backs, a ton of running backs have gone. The top running back here is Joe Mixon, which I don't know. You know, Joe Mixon seems to be a very polarizing player. I personally am not drafting Joe Mixon at two eight. Now that doesn't mean he doesn't, he doesn't, deserve there. It doesn't mean he's not going to put up numbers this year. I just feel like it's too early for, for Joe Mixon just cause he, he just doesn't, he just, he just hasn't done it for so many years in a row. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we're looking at, so just, just to give people who aren't live here, just an example here. So we're looking at the top running backs. They have are Joe Mixon, CEH from Kansas city and JK Dobbins from Baltimore. Top wide receivers they have are DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, and Keenan Allen, and then tight ends of course are Waller, Kittle, and then Mark Andrews. Um, what what are we doing here? What do you guys what do you guys want to do here? I guess I guess I'll I guess I'll put it out there um, as to what you want to do.
0: I'll tell you what I think, and you guys, I don't know. I know there's gonna be some disagreement here. Uh, yeah, dark blue gold I see on the chat. Just asked, well, Kittle Will Kittle finally have a big year? I think so. Um, but so this is kind of like the weird like island of players that I don't particularly like. I don't believe in Joe Mixon. Clyde edwards is kind of a, I mean, let's just say a dart throw at this point. We're not really sure yeah. what we're going to get from him. Although, you know, I do like him, and I, I think this is pretty decent value. J.K. Dobbins, I'm not sold on. The wide receivers, they're all decent, but there's no superstar wide receiver either. And I, for me, I feel like we could take a wide receiver in a couple rounds, guys like Robert Woods, stuff like that that's going to be available in another round or two. So this is a time... I'm not a big tight end guy. I don't like to take tight ends early, but when you have these players kind of on this weird Island, I start considering Darren guys like Darren Waller or, you know, if Kittle was still there, I mean, Kelsey was still there. Right. Uh, you know, so if it were up to me, I'm not a big tight end guy. I know a lot of people like to wait on tight ends, but I think Darren Waller is, is a choice for me.
3: Now i like here, to hear that. Cause I just kept him in the eighth round in my league. So I, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I like it. If I, awesome. was gonna think, go re-
2: if I was going to go receiver, I would go Justin Jefferson. But yeah. I think sitting where we're at right now, I kind of lean Dobbins, and it's only for the reason that you're going to have COVID issues with Lamar Jackson all season long, uh, as it as it currently looks. I mean, it currently looks like, like he's going to potentially be a player, much like Cam Newton, that will be affected more by COVID than some other players will be. Hmm. Um, and with that being said – whoever they have back there is going to have to rely on J.K. Dobbins, in my opinion.
1: Interesting. It's, I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, I think Dobbins Dobbins and CEH are guys that I would consider in this spot. Wide yeah. receiver, like, I, I, I'm with you, Dale. Like, I just feel like it's early for wide receiver. I like D.K., but, like, if you're going to give me A.J. Brown, if you're going to give me Stephon Diggs, I mean, Devontae Adams, for God's sakes. Like, if you're going to give me someone like that, like – Absolutely. But like double, I just yeah. I just don't know if DK or even Justin Jefferson gives me enough. Because now Jefferson, you gotta remember now Jefferson's gonna be getting double teamed. Whereas I don't know how much of that he saw last year. He was still a rookie, right? So now he's a second yeah. year guy and Thielen's on the other side, so he can't really double as much, but like maybe now you rotate over for Jefferson instead of for Thielen. And so now he's the one that's being game planned against this year as opposed to Adam Thielen. So and again, that may not happen, but like I just, I, I'm I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to take him. Look, uh, uh, okay, Keegan, we're going to you, Keegan. I'm going to let you be the tiebreaker here. We have we have one vote for Darren Waller, we have one vote for J.K. Dobbins. Who are you picking? Yeah.
4: So I'm a big Waller guy, just for the fact that he's going to get probably I don't know twice as many as right not not touches but targets as a guy like jk dobbins and he's going to command so much more of the offense than jk dobbins will so i mean he's he's a safety blanket and especially is this ppr or half half right so either way right like yeah he's gonna get 10 maybe 12 targets a game he's gonna come down with like 90 percent of them um I think he's just such a huge part of that offense. And especially with Derek Carr, he's in a year where he kind of has to limit his mistakes a little bit. That's what's held them back. And who's he going to, who's he going to trust most? It's Darren Waller. It's, it's his safety blanket. So I think it's a good pick. I think he's going to be a more consistent player than, than Dobbins would be.
1: I like it. I like it. Cause you got to remember too, at the end of the day, I think the first rushing option in Baltimore is still going to be Lamar Jackson, right? So like, yes. you know, Um, so yeah, but let's see. And then you never know. Dobbins might come back to us in the third round. You never know. You know, and that's a good thing about, you know, I say we mock on
0: our podcast a lot and, you know, now's the time to see just what happens, you know, see, you know, pick a tight end, just see what your team looks like and learn from it. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've definitely gotten Kelsey in the second round before and mocking and, you know, you see how your team looks and then you adjust. I mean, that's what the fun of, of mock draft is.
1: Yep, exactly. All right. So after our pick went mixing, C.E.H., Mahomes, Dobbins, and then D.K., Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson. So Allen Robinson, the guy that, I mean, I know he's kind of QB proof, but man, he scares the crap out of me. Like, he just scares the crap out of me this year. So, and Dark Blue Gold says, you know, that he loves the Herbert Allen connection. Like, I agree 100%. Like, I think Keenan Allen's a guy I just feel like is overlooked every year. Like, he's just, he's just like consistently good every single year. He got drafted really high in this draft. Top like runner,
3: yeah. Sorry. But I
1: feel like he's not getting Top drafted the in the third round in a lot of drafts. I feel like he's dropping to like the fourth, fifth round, and that's lunacy. If you can get Keenan Allen in the fourth or fifth round, like that's you know, I don't know. I, I think that that wins your leagues in some cases, you know.
0: Yeah, Sorry, I Robert. think I think Herbert is going to win a lot of people their leagues this year, and you know he's going to take a step forward. Last year, obviously, he was a rookie. Um, so if he gets any better than he was last year, that's going to be scary. And then, you know, later in the draft, we can look for Mike Williams, um, in that offense as well. I think he's going to be pretty strong. So yeah, um, it's time to keep an eye out.
1: Nice. All right. So here we are running backs. We get Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Deandre Swift, and James Robinson, who gets a little bump because of the ETN injury. Um, Terry McLaurin for wide receivers, CD lamb, Mike Evans, Robert Woods. Um, I'm kind of looking, I'm thinking wide receiver. I love, I just I love CD Lamb so much. Like I just think he's gonna have such a huge year this year. Chris Carson's one of those guys that like he's good, but I just I hate drafting Chris Carson. I just feel like he stinks. And like he's one of those he's one of those guys that like he's just not good. Like he's like Josh Jacobs, but he's like worse than Josh Jacobs, I feel like. Like he's not that good. They just give him the ball all the time, so he gets fantasy numbers, but he's like not actually a good running back, and it annoys me to have a guy like that on my team. So, I agree. You know?
2: I'm, I'm right there with you. It right. feels like every year Chris Carson's supposed to be good. And then somehow magically isn't good. Right. And it's like we right. keep getting fooled every year. And then they don't get anyone else. I mean they drafted
1: Rashad no. Benny in the first round, I guess, but like
4: Jesus. Yeah. So I mentioned before we came on that like I haven't played in two years, or maybe it was when we were on. The last time Chris Carson was good, I was playing fantasy football. That's, there you go. See, look at that. That probably says something about it. <laughs> and and just to throw my two cents in while I'm talking, uh, Terry McLaurin, talk amongst yourselves.
3: I was going to say I, I would go McLaurin here, I think, with Fitzpatrick um, kind of being the quarterback there. they They obviously get an improvement from last year. It was obviously a mess, and they won specifically by defense the entire year. Um, you know, who'd they have? Haskins for half the year, Taylor Heineke. Um, I'm yeah. forgetting a guy probably too. Um, I think with Fitzpatrick, um, and, and McLaurin's obviously had a, a stellar first two years in the league. I, I think this is a guy that's up there with like a Keenan Allen in terms of consistency. Uh, I really like Terry McLaurin. I think this is a good spot for him.
2: I agree.
0: Yeah. For me, yeah. it, it's, it's truly a coin flip McLaurin and CD lamb. I, I think both are going to be productive. Um, McLaurin, i'll probably give the edge to but i'm really excited i 100 think we need to take a wide receiver here one of those two and yeah. you know if it was my draft i'd be okay with whatever um and then see that i think the next couple rounds are going to be really fun with the running backs to see how that shapes up because i think we take some dart throws um what round are we we're in the third round? we're in the third round right, yeah, round right now yeah so yeah. yeah so like the fifth or sixth round running backs I'm really curious to see and I would love to get your guys' opinions on looking at the names of the that 5th and 6th round. Yeah, that's
1: going to be interesting. And Dark Blue Gold mentions it here, right? He says he finds it hilarious how round 2 and 3 are, are somehow full of guys that people don't really want to draft but have to even though they're all <laughs> decent players. But he's right. Like the thing is is that the 2nd and 3rd round is tr- like some of those guys just aren't that good. And like they're fine, but to me I feel like This is where you can run into problems where it's like, oh, the consensus says that this guy is good. If you don't think he's good, then don't draft him. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those things where, and Dale comes back to what you said. And I think that this is something that I try to keep in the back of my head all the time, like at the end of the day, you're doing it for fun. Like you're not drafting guys that you're like, well, they're going to put up numbers, but I hate them, but I'll draft them anyways. Like, no, don't like, don't do that to yourself. You know, if you don't like a guy don't draft them. Like you just, there's, there's no need to do that, you know? And so, um, so yeah, if there's a guy like Chris Carson, if Chris Carson's on my board and it's the third round and it's a, like, this is the best player on the board and you should draft him. I'm like, no, I'm not drafting him. Now it's the yeah. fifth round. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. Like at that point I'll take a shot at him. But like, to me, it's all about value. And it's like, if I have to draft Chris Carson in the third round, I'm not doing it. Like I'm just, I'm not doing that. You know, you're going to give me an extra two rounds and let me draft him in the fifth. Sure. Fine. I got no problem with that. But, but, you know, I think that that's the big thing for me is not necessarily the player, but the value of the pick is is kind of the issue that I have, you know?
0: Yeah, and I, yeah. I want to kind of reiterate something. I know I've said it a few times, you know, talking about the next few rounds. Like I've said that already, like we're only in the third round. I've said it like three or four times already. But I I really like to try to, you know, play chess here and look for the next moves and figure out where the value is going to land. Because, you know, there's times where and, you know, getting ahead of myself here, but, you know, looking at the Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel you know, debate. Um, right. Samuel's going a couple rounds ahead or a couple rounds after Iuk. So, you know, if you're trying to look ahead and saying, man, I can get Debo two rounds later, then you might pass on Ayuk because you, you know, you don't want both of them and Debo might be the better value. But if Debo goes one pick after Ayuk, then it's a different story. So I kind of like to play chess that way and, and try to predict uh, what's going on.
1: Yeah. All right. So we took, we took uh, Terry McLaurin here and, we are back at 4-8. Ooh, Josh just one. So um, in between Kittle went Montgomery, Chris Carson, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, Julio, which uh, someone mentioned before, who I think is an interesting guy this year because for the first time ever, he's not like the number one target. And so like, it's going to be really interesting to see what he can do in that offense. I know he's not necessarily as healthy as he, he's never really healthy, but I don't know how healthy necessarily he is, but it's going to be interesting to see what he does in that lineup this year. So uh, down in Tennessee, Godwin
3: curious too, um, and obviously I don't think we have an RB two here, right? Maybe we might. So here's my, you know, what do you think when you're, when you're kind of scarce on running backs, right? If, if you don't really like the value there, but you have a quarterback, um, that might be able to get you some, right? Like a Kyler Murray, obviously Josh Allen went, you know, obviously know he can make plays with his legs, a Lamar, someone like that. Do you kind of lean towards getting a, a top three quarterback and like a Kyler Murray who's going to chip in eight nine hundred yards and you know five to six rushing touchdowns where he can kind of bring you that value to that RB one RB two slot while also solidifying you know a top three quarterback?
4: Yes, pick him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you were talking, as Pat was talking, I was like, "Is this too early for a quarterback?" You know, just like internal thoughts. And then
3: I, I mean, like, I tend, I tend to take them between four, five, six. you know, try I mean, to get I'm, a top five guy.
4: Right. I'm always an early quarter. Or I always think early quarterback, get one of the best guys. And I think Kyler Murray, like with the, with the weapons that he's going to have this year, I don't think he's going to have to be Superman to rack up points. Like he's, he's going to have to, he's got guys where he can dump the ball off and they'll go get him points. You know what I'm saying? Like guys like Rondale Moore and stuff like that. Even young guys in that offense, I think it's it's a good spot to kind of nab him before, you know, who knows, if you wait on a quarterback, you might not get anybody in the top five. Top so, six.
1: so it's funny that you just said that because I don't know if you can see the bottom right hand of the screen. It says there are two pick insights from this is fantasy pros that we're drafting on and it said three teams need to start in quarterback before your next pick. And there are two quarterbacks left in tier one, which is Kyler and Lamar. So essentially what they're saying is that if you don't draft a quarterback in this spot, now it's a mock draft. So it's done by the computer. So basically they're saying, if you don't draft a quarterback here, if you don't draft Kyler or Lamar, you're not getting Kyler or Lamar hundred percent, not going to happen. Right. And you can look at your draft. And I think that that's a good way to do it is kind of look at, you know, who's in between where I'm picking right to those guys, you know, is someone going to be drafting a quarterback there? If, if, you know, if there's one guy that needs a quarterback in between your two picks, well, you don't have to take a quarterback here because one of those guys is going to be available for you when he comes back. But if there's three or four guys in between, we're looking at saying, well, I don't know if I can necessarily decide between Kyler and Lamar, So, but I might have to in this point, right? So if there's only one guy, then you don't have to. You let the one guy take the quarterback if he wants him, and then you take the other guy, you know? So um, I think it's a good point. I mean, I think it's... It's interesting. It's early. It's a little bit earlier than I like for a quarterback. But Kyler, man, if Kyler doesn't have an absolute monster year this year, like I just, I don't, I just don't know. I, I just don't know what else to do. Kyler, um, Kyler Murray will have a
0: monster year for me. He's in the first tier. There's only three guys in that first tier of quarterbacks for me. That's Mahomes, Allen, and Kyler. Yeah. I feel like it's a little too early for Kyler, and I'll tell you why. Looking at the guys available, I think I'd rather have and. Pat, if you want me to go on my rant about James Robinson, I can, Um, but uh, maybe I'll save it for another day. But (laughs) I'd rather have, um, you know, James Robinson or DJ Moore right now, and get somebody like, I mean, probably four rounds later, you can get, you know, Justin Herbert, um, Ryan Tannehill, um, Aaron Rodgers. I bet in a few rounds, unless there's a crazy quarterback run, you never know. But I, I highly suggest. Scrapping the quarterback talk I think it's a little too early James Robinson is a much better value At this point Or DJ Moore um, I'd be okay with either one I think we need to We don't have Who's our We only have one running back right now right? One David running back
1: Miller. and one wide receiver That's correct
0: Yep Yeah so for me I think James Robinson is A, a steal right now Maybe the computer's still going off ADP um, You know Hasn't really adjusted since uh, I'm sure they Travis are, yeah. 18, uh, injury So Well
1: and I, it's interesting too I mean the other part for me Is that I think you also have to have to take into account the scoring, right? If you have, if you're getting a bonus for rushing first downs and you know, there's a, there's a large bonus for like, you know, rushing yards or rushing touchdowns, whatever the case may be like, that may sway you a little bit more towards a guy like Kyler or Lamar, because they do run so much as a quarterback. But I think just straight up quarterback, I'm hesitant to go quarterback early. I'm this kind of the same way. Um, but you know, and, and so, and this is, this is what I want to talk about. with Kyle Pitts? Maybe we could talk. Let's say, let's save the Kyle Pitts conversation for next round because I think uh, maybe Pitts goes, maybe he doesn't. Either way, let's save that conversation for next round because um, that's a I, I'm I'm, I want to talk about him. Are we okay drafting James Robinson here?
2: I'm all for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh,
0: the the top guys that are available. There's one guy that we're looking at on the screen. If you guys are you know watching on the screen, there's one guy here. That has a hundred percent or a zero percent chance of losing his job, losing his starting, you know, RB one job, and that's James Robinson. DeAndre oh. So we don't know. Um, you know, Jamal Williams is there, and then Miles Sanders. I don't know who likes Miles it's Sanders. A, it's a um, mess but- in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, so out of out of the guys available, James Robinson. I'm not saying you know he's a lock for a million fantasy points. But he definitely has the best uh, outlook for not getting his job
1: stolen from him. All right. it's a good point. You guys okay with that? Spags I are agree. Key? I hope so because we're doing it. I
3: agree. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All
1: right, let's do it. All right, so now let's we'll see. Let's see where the quarterbacks go. I am I'm interested in the um, in the uh, in the in the Kyle Pitts conversation. Right. So Kyle Pitts for me is a guy he's really interesting to me because he's not necessarily a prototypical tight end he's he's more of a receiver than he is a tight end but still arguably the best rookie season ever by a, by a tight end was Gronk in 2010 put up 10 touchdowns finished as the number 5 overall tight end in fantasy that year but the thing was is that that was that was slant right he had he had a rough start of the year and he had i think he had two or three games i know he had the one game against buffalo where he caught three touchdowns and he had another game where he caught two touchdowns like it it wasn't like he was putting up he was going 8 for 95 and two touchdowns every week that wasn't what he was doing he would be he would have like two catches for 25 yards and two touchdowns like he just even though he had a great year and he finishes a top 5 tight end he still didn't have I think yeah, he, he had, obviously next year he had the most unbelievable season ever. But like you know, he had
3: forty, he had forty two catches for five hundred and forty six yards and ten touchdowns. Right, right. So it's crazy. Which and is good. Help, but you take half that away, you know, no one's really talking about it.
1: Right, exactly. And so that's the thing. Like, and I'm not saying Pitts can't do it. I'm not saying he can't have have an un- have an unbelievable year and finish as a top five guy and, do- and blow everyone out of the water. But it's just like. Are we confident that he can? Like, if we're drafting him in the fifth round to be our t- tight end one, it's just I don't know. It, that's that's tough for me. That's a tough tough decision for me.
2: Yeah. When so. did Aaron Hernandez get drafted?
1: Same year, 2010.
2: See, that's the thing. He also had Aaron Hernandez right. helping him out, and, and, I, think, West and Walker, I think that Randy Walker, Moss, yeah. I mean, it was it was a heck of a team, but I just I, I don't I don't think all the same things that were there for Gronk are there for Kyle Pitts. I, I like Pitts. I think he's got talent. I just I don't know if he's going to be what everybody's hoping he is. Right. I
4: think on the other side of that, too, just on, on Pat's argument they're even though, you know, Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time and that season was amazing. They're two completely different tight ends like. Kyle Pitts isn't going to have 42 catches for 500 yards. He'll have 42 catches for, like, 750, 800. Right. Like, he, he's not – he's going to be used completely differently than – than. yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's 10 years later and he's a different breed of human, right? So, I think that kind of – you take a little bit of that out of there and just with, with the offense that they're going to run because they stretch the field. They have for, like, 10 years now. That's just what they do. They don't really run the ball a ton. And with Calvin Ridley, like they're gonna go, and they're they're gonna kind of air it out a little bit. So I think it's a, I think he's good value. And, and you know, Pat, I took him pretty high in our yep. in our keeper league. But that's that's also based off of what I think he can do in the future, right? So right. Um, I, I think I'm a little bit higher on him than you guys, but definitely like right now, probably no, it is too early for me.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm curious. Okay, so right now, what I'm um, what are the t- who are the tight ends available? Kyle Pitts and. Uh, Tight ends available. Did Kittle, did Kittle, already get a pick? been taken,
1: so it's Pitts, Mark Andrews, okay. Logan Thomas. All
0: right. So instead of say, let I mean I don't know, just for the sake of argument, when we drafted Darren Waller, who would give me a couple of picks after Waller? Can you can you? Score yeah, one?
1: sure. So a couple of picks after Waller were Joe Mixon, Ceh, Mahomes, J.K. Dobbins, D.K. Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, okay. Keenan say, Allen, Allen, Robinson.
0: Say we got Keenan Allen there, right? Because we wanted a, a wide receiver. So say we got Count. Keenan Allen instead of Waller. Yep. So we can have Keenan Allen and then Pitts. Would you rather have Keenan Allen and Pitts now or Waller and, um, say, Brandon Ayuk or... Um, T. Higgins or... Yeah, one of those guys. Right. Um, I think... And that's a tough decision. Uh, I think I'd rather have Keenan Allen and somebody like Brandon... Or Keenan Allen and Pitts um, than Waller and then, say, IUK.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So, if- which is possible. And this, yeah. But this is, and I think, you know, and you mentioned it before, Like this is why it's good to mock draft because you can kind of see how things work out. And if you have something, like I use, um, to do my mock drafts, I do the um, draft dominator through football guys. Mm-hmm. And they, the thing with them is that you can plug in all of your settings. You can plug in, if you have keepers, you can plug in the keepers that you have and stuff. And then you can go through the mock. You know with the value-based drafting kind of draft that way and you can look at it and see okay this is how that draft could shake out and of course like once the draft starts and you're re- dealing with actual people things can go totally different ways but you can look at it that way and say huh yeah if i took Pitts in the fifth round instead and i took keen down early then i can take Pitts in the fourth you know whatever the case may be right and then maybe someone's like oh screw it i'm gonna draft Pitts in the third round and then it gets thrown off but like you know but at least you kind of have those different strategies. So yeah. mock drafting, I think is super important. So, okay. um, but all right, so let's get into, let's get into what we're going to do here. We have, so just so, just so people know what we have here. Okay. So our roster right now is Derek Henry, James Robinson, Terry McLaurin and Darren Waller. So we have two running backs, one wide receiver. And then obviously we only need one tight end. There is two flexes in this league. Um, I just put two flexes in this league because I figured what the heck. So I, I'm assuming we probably want another running, uh, another wide receiver. Sometimes I'm tempted to go running back, even though I already have two. But Mike Davis, Miles Gaskin, Javante Williams, and Chase Edmonds. Like, I don't love any of those guys. Mike Williams is fine, but I'm certainly uh, – Mike Davis, I'm sorry, is fine, but I'm certainly not taking him over someone like Ayuk or T. Higgins. So, um, So although, you know, sometimes I would draft a running back and have a third running back instead of drafting a second wide receiver, depending on who's there – I'm certainly not doing that in this case because I feel like the wide receivers are significantly, <clears throat> in my opinion, at least, are better than the running backs.
0: Yeah, this draft would look 100% different to me if Ayuk and Higgins were taken. Uh, I would be psyched to get Mike Davis um, or who – there was uh, Mike Davis or
1: um, – uh, Miles Gaskin or Gaskin or
0: Yeah, any three of those guys I would be super excited about if Ayuk and uh, – Man, I have a horrible short-term memory. I already forget. That's right. Uh, Iuka um, Higgins. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's
1: also is now Lamar is also here as well. So we could theoretically take Lamar in the fifth round. But again, like we talked about, I feel like I'm okay waiting at quarterback because we could get Dak Prescott, we could get Aaron Rodgers, we could get you know Joe Burrow, we could get Justin Herbert, we can get guys like that a lot later. Um, But again, and this is we keep saying fun, but again, like. If you love Lamar Jackson and you're in the fifth round, then take him. Like you're not, you're not reaching that much. I don't think my draft strategy and some of the draft strategies that some of us have may not align with that. But that doesn't matter. Like if that's your guy and you think he's going to have a monster year again, then draft him. Like whatever, dude. You know, like I think that that's, you know, should you be drafting Lamar Jackson early in the first round? No. But if you're in the fifth round and that's the guy that you like a lot you can absolutely justify that pick here. Like it's an easy choice to make that pick if that's what you want. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think don't overthink it on things like that. If that's your guy, go get them, you know? Um, but we'll see. Oh, dark blue gold does notice your bread (laughs) cage. It's a
4: sick chair. They're cheap. I I don't know where they got it, but it's awesome. You could put lights over it for Halloween. 10 out of 10. Uh,
0: That's a good chair. You know, that chair is, um, and I'm not judging anybody's lifestyle. But it definitely looks like uh, it would be like um, in a swinger's house. (laughs) Like that's that's the type of chair that swingers have. This is one
4: thousand percent like it was bought from the outdoor section at Home Depot. Uh, (laughs) This is this is my cousin's home. It's a wonderful chair. I like it. I'm not (laughs) jaded to throw it in the living room. I think it's great.
1: (laughs) That's great. All right. So um, so what are we going to do? Do you want to do? Spags, I'm going to let you choose here. You Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, let's do it. Yeah. Yes. All right. love him. Love so him. I love Higgins too. I think Jamar Chase, people have been going nuts about Jamar Chase. I think T. Higgins is going to have a monster year, Um, probably a bigger year than Jamar Chase. But I love Ayuk too. I mean, he's just going to get fed the ball in, in San Francisco. So, um, so I'm down with it. I'm All excited right, so let's about say. San Francisco. I'm, I'm excited about that offense. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I think that uh what's his name will be oh man, someone reached up and snagged him. I was hoping he'd last, but he didn't. I was hoping for our uh, for our Patriots fans out there that Damian Harris lasted, but he did not. Got taken in the first pick of the sixth round. Because this is this is kind of my spot with Harris, and this is the hard thing for me. I think Harris is a value this year. By the way, is still available, but I think I think Harris is a value this year that a lot of people aren't really realizing. Harris is going to be the number 1 wide receiver. Like he's going to be the number one running back in New England, right? It's going to happen. Like he's going to get a ton of a ton of yards, he's going to score a ton of touchdowns. Like it's going to happen this year. I think that people are overlooking that overlooking that thing, and I think for me you can jump at that value. Now the issue is we're in New England No one's overlooking that value in New England because we're Patriots fans. And so, you know, but if you're dealing with out-of-state people or you're dealing with people that, you know, that aren't necessarily, you know, loving the Patriots or aren't paying attention to the Patriots a lot, and they're looking at it saying it's a mess, which it usually is, I don't think it's going to be this year. I think Damian Harris is going to be the featured number one back. And he's going to rush for you know twelve hundred yards and score ten to twelve touchdowns. Like I think that's you can. I'm penciling that in right now. And so to me, I think if you can get him in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, I love that value.
0: The only um, risk there, Pat. And correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I've been burned by a uh, a fumble by Pat's running back in yep. the first quarter, and then you don't see him. <laughs> you don't, you never see him again. Um, Steven
4: Ridley's career ended on a fumble. It just yeah, it it just it, disappeared.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'm yeah, yeah, he had, what, 300 yards at one game or whatever, and then we didn't hear from him again. Um, That was Jonas
1: Gray you're thinking of.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. that's that's right, that's right, that's right. That was an Um, alarm clock situation. It it could be anything. It it helps your point. Like, he could sneeze in the meeting room, and then that's it. He's done. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So, uh, yes, in real life, uh, if I was a Pats fan, I would be super excited about Damian Harris. I do think he has it. Um, But... For, for fantasy, giving such uh, a big piece of my draft capital up, uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous, man.
2: Yeah.
4: I'll say this no. real quick just from a Patriots point of view. Like, you're one Rams running back injury away from Sony Michelle being out of the picture, right? Like, he could be traded at any moment at this point. And the only other guy that could take over those carries is a rookie, and, and they'd never do that. So, like, I think the next week is kind of a big – Big thing because I I don't think it's likely Sony gets treated, but you never know. Neither do
3: I. I still I think Bill is starting to change too, which makes me think. And and I don't want to you know put this in writing obviously, but I think if there was a rookie running back that wasn't a first round pick that was going to play this year, I think it's Stevenson because I do think Bill is adapting a little bit more and. And starting right. to play younger guys earlier than he may would have in the past. Obviously, take the first round, like I said, out of the question with Maroney and Michelle. Um, but yeah, like you said, if even if Michelle was moved, I still I, I think even with or without him, Stevenson has a role. I love Damian Harris, right? I took him in the sixth round the other night. I think I'm believing in that stock. I think he really turned it on towards the end of last year, and I think it's gonna be a run heavy team, and he's their RB one. Uh, but I wouldn't after I still think Michelle and, and even Stevenson may be able to take some carries away from him.
1: I just think I just think he's so much more talented than the guys that they've had in the past. Right. And dark blue goes talking about Gillisley in 2017. And listen, I, I agree. But Mike Gillisley wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Like he, he was fine, but he wasn't that good. Right. Yeah. Like they. You're talking about a stud, like a certified stud with Damian Harris, where he's like your guy. Now, yeah, sure, something could happen, and they could fall out of love with him for whatever reason. I just don't think that's going to happen. And so I think – I think the, here's my big thing, right, is that to me it's about capitalizing <laughs> – no, my friends are, it's about capitalizing on value, right? To me it's about capitalizing on value. I'm not taking Damian Harris in the fifth round, in the fourth round. I'm not doing that. But if i can get him in the sixth seventh eighth round, that's where you can start to capitalize on value because he's a guy that's i think is going to be easily an rb2 that you're now getting in the seventh or eighth round and it's like that's that's a no-brainer right there for you so that's where i kind of look at it and say like okay you know you can start to kind of increase your value as opposed to decrease your value if you're reaching on players. so and look you know to me that's that's the way I look at it at least
0: sure. Yeah, so, value for
1: everybody, right? Right, right, exactly. So, all right, so here we are in the sixth round. We have two wide receivers. We have two running backs. We have a tight end. Uh, and I'm looking at wide receiver again. Look, running back is Trey Sermon, Mostert, Melvin Gordon, your boy, Dale. And then uh, and then Rojo, <laughs> who I think Ronald Jones is a decent value, too. I think it's a little early in the sixth round. T Higgins, I, I think, here makes a lot of sense. These Top three guys, these top three wide receivers that are on the board right now. I love every, I love all three of them. T Higgins, I think he's gonna have a monster year. Juju's a guy that people like, oh, Juju stinks. And it's like, well, he had like 95 catches last year. Like, well, yeah, but he wasn't like the number one. That's, I don't care if he's the number one or the number three. That doesn't matter to me. If he's gonna get 95 catches and like 11 touchdowns, I, I mean, and you're talking about, I can get that guy in the sixth round as my third wide receiver. That's an absolute no-brainer to me. And so like I I love Juju for where for where he's being drafted. Jerry Judy's a guy who his quarterback situation sucks. I mean, it just sucks. Like it doesn't matter whether it's Drew Locke or it's Teddy Bridgewater. Like his quarterback situation is terrible. But like DeAndre Hopkins dominated with like the worst quarterbacks of all time throwing him the ball in Houston. Like I just think Judy is that good that he can be that guy in Denver. And then if you're playing in a keeper league or a God forbid, a dynasty league, like I'm taking that guy because Denver's going to have to figure out the quarterback situation at some point. And so draft a quarterback, right? I still can't believe they didn't take fields at nine. I, I just, I can't believe it. I know certains looked great, but like, my God, did he sit right there at nine? You don't have to move and you just pass on him. I, I thought that was nuts, but either way, I love Judy. Um, it's hard for me to justify taking him over T Higgins, but, I love I just I'm higher on Jerry Judy than a lot of people are
3: me too I think that's a guy um, I think there'll be improved quarterback play um, at at that at that position I think Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater is an upgrade over what they had last year I know they had Locke but he was kind of in and out of the lineup first year as a full starter Um, yeah I'm not I'm not a big Juju guy I think that's a guy for if you're looking for four catches for 35 yards and a, and a fire TikTok after the game, um, have at it. <laughs> but I'm all set with that on my team.
0: Look, they and there, there's a couple reasons I don't like J.J. Smith. I've been burned by him in the past for sure. But other than that, the Steelers' offense—how good do you think they're really going to be? I mean, we have an aging quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger who could, you know, he could still throw. I guess, but he is getting older and, and way a lot, get lot of
3: mouths to feed too. Not to cut you off, well, Deontay, it, Yeah. That's exa- yeah, that's no, exactly should... what
0: I'm saying. I mean, how potent is this offense going to be? I mean, can they get Deontay Johnson's going to get his? He had, uh, what the first, second, or third most targets in in the NFL last year? Something, something who, crazy. Who had that.
3: number one? That's a uh, that's a quiz question. That is a good question. I don't know. Jacoby Myers, 81. Really? Most in the league. Yep. Wow. That's only, only 58 catches, obviously because of the. And he's yet to score a touchdown in his NFL career. Fun fact, but go on. <laughs>
0: awesome, that's 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 crazy. Um, yeah. So you know, with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool's emerging. Uh, we have Najee Harris. I mean, how how many touchdowns are the are the Steelers going to score a game? I mean, it's it, Juju is going to be the one I think left out. I think Claypool uh, is going to have a really good sophomore year, and uh, and then Deontay Johnson is going to keep dominating, and then Najee Harris is going to do his thing. Yeah, right. I think that's where it stops, man.
1: I mean, I think it makes sense. Listen, I understand what you guys are saying. He never had 100 yards receiving last year, but he had a lot of games with, you know, six to nine catches. And so, to me, I'm looking at it as a 0.5 PPR. He's going to get the ball, you know, and scored nine touchdowns or whatever. So, but I understand the point. Like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, um, I'm not necessarily taking him early. And again, I'm not taking him over Jerry Judy, and I'm not taking him over T. Higgins, but. I think that he's he's being kind of pushed down a little bit more by some people and I'm and I'm in there so anyways um all right so let's so what do we want to do? You want to do T Higgins here? I mean we considered him last round. I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer at this point, right?
3: Thanks. I don't think you can go wrong him or Judy here.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we're banking Keegan. on
3: improved quarterback play. I know Barrow's been good, but was good before the injury. But a lot of skeptic, little skeptical there.
1: It's true. Keegan Higgins or Judy? Higgins. All right, done. I just want you to know if Higg- if if Jerry Judy's still there in the seventh round, we're taking. It. I don't care if we have four four wide receivers or not. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Anderson just signed an extension today. Man, Devontae Smith, I think, is insane to take him that early. That's an
4: aggressive pick.
1: Bro, Very. look at this. He's sitting there. Jerry Judy's still in the seventh round. So just in between, So just so we see, Tyler Boyd, Robbie Anderson, Mark Andrews, Devontae Smith, Juju, Debo, Prescott, and then Russell Wilson. So to your point about Debo and um, – Dale, to your point Iuke. about Debo and Ayuk, we took Ayuk in what, the third round? Right. And so now – Debo goes to the top of the seventh round. And so, yes, like Debo's a guy who had like, I think he had negative, did he have negative yards downfield? Like as far as yards. Like he had multiple games where like the depth of target was negative
4: because <laughs> he was getting <laughs> the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But still I think it was, I think it was seven games last year. So like it was outrageous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was crazy. So um Prescott just went, Russell Wilson just went. Those are guys I love this year. But like you still have Aaron Rodgers, you still have Justin Herbert, you still have Ryan Tannehill. Like those guys are still available. They're still sitting there waiting for you. Um, but if we want one of those guys, and again, this is one of those things where I like the fantasy pros because they tell us like there are five teams that need to pick a starting quarterback before your next pick. There are two quarterbacks left in tier two, which is Rodgers and Herbert. If we want one of those guys, now is the time to do it. I love Jerry Judy. I would pick him here probably anyways, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers sitting right here, or Herbert, like one of those guys is going to have a ridiculous year this year. And I even like Brady's like, oh my god, dude, Brady, a guy, man, he's going to he, Brady's going to put up stupid numbers this year. So like, that's another guy where it's like, you if you could draft Brady in the eighth round, eighth or ninth round, like, I don't know. To me, it's a better value than taking a guy like Kyler in in the second round. You know, hundred percent, I agree. So. What do you guys think? Do you want to go quarterback or do you want to go uh, Spags? You were advocating for quarterback earlier. So, do, would you like to go quarterback or do you want to go Jerry Judy? Yeah, I'd go or, quarterback
3: here. I mean, it's hard to pass on the the league MVP right last year, yeah. and I, and I I like the Packers this year just because I think uh, I just think they kind of have that last dance mentality to them. They are posting it on their Instagram story. Obviously, Randall Cobb's back. Um, you know, they have haven't had much turnover from last year, but. Justin Herbert gives me like a better Philip Rivers vibe where he's just going to throw 45 times a game. He's going to throw for 3,500 yards and 35 plus touchdowns uh, and obviously can make things happen with his legs. So um, I'm torn here. I'd probably lean Herbert, uh, but I don't think you're wrong in in any case between those two. I mean, Tannehill too, right? He's a top like sneaky top five quarterback every year. Yep.
2: Austin, What do you think? I kind of want to be a part of the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour this year. Um, So, I mean, I, I normally I'm a round nine or round 10 quarterback guy. Yeah. But being able to get him, like if, if we're choosing between Rodgers and Judy, I would go Rodgers in a situation. Makes sense. I'll
1: tell yeah. you what, man. I, I, I was in Scott Fishbowl and um, Scott, Scott Fishbowl. Ags's buddies are just roasting him in the comments right now. It's great. Uh, <laughs> they, they, didn't,
3: they didn't win the league last year, so they can they can talk all they want.
1: <laughs> but um but you know, I was in the Scott Fishbowl and it happened, you know, last month. And so last month, of course, there's all this uncertainty. Is he gonna retire? Is he gonna come back? Is he not gonna come back? And you know, it's one of those it's one of those interesting situations where people like they weren't drafting him. And it's a super flex league. So you can start two quarterbacks. I drafted him at the end of the second round in, in a league like that. People were drafting the end of the third round. I couldn't believe it. It was just like yeah. the guy is an absolute monster. And so I would love, I would be down for Aaron Rodgers here. I'd be down for Herbert here as well. Um, I know Dale, you talked about Herbert earlier. Would you still pass? I think we're going to take quarterback here. But before I let you choose the quarterback, would you still pass on quarterback and and uh, and go somewhere else, or are you taking quarterback here in this situation?
0: Yeah, I mean the running. There's. Let me see the list of running backs really quick. I don't think there's any decent it's, running backs. It's got it's, it's yeah,
1: Trace Sermon, yeah. Mostert, yeah, right. Gordon, okay. and Ronald Jones.
0: All right, oh, that's, that's not trash, man. Don't call Melvin Gordon. No, man.
1: no, I know. Well, you know what? I'm actually pretty high in Ronald Jones this year, but like, he's he's like an RB three, which I guess you'd be drafting him as an RB three in this situation. Right. But you know, I think. And then what? What wide receivers? Judy Cooks. Charlie uh and shark Ford. And, and will Wilford, okay. dude Brandon Cooks, to
3: go to, got, yeah man, goes over a thousand sleep. yards every year i mean yeah. like people sleep on his quarterbacks too he's played with brady breeze deshaun watson for a year and then obviously right. he did have golf for a year but it's hard to find another receiver of our generation who's had a, the those that been on that many teams with that many good quarterbacks and when right. he had golf golf was you know uh he was, they made it to the super bowl that year so yeah
0: yeah, in this instance, I'm hundred percent okay with Aaron Rodgers. I think Austin, you know, the revenge tour, I think he's gonna throw it as much as he can. Uh I think him and Devontae Adams are gonna be like setting records. I think they're gonna go, you know, uh Brady Moss type year um, oh, this big. year. So um yeah, I love Aaron Rodgers. Just be, I like him. I would normally pass, I think, but because of the the crappy um you know, I, I think you can get Aaron Rodgers now, and then if you guys let me get Melvin Gordon uh, next round, I think he's going to be there. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So I'm, right, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm bargaining here. So yeah, so let's take Rodgers,
1: let's so. take Rodgers here. I'm down with that, and then uh, and let's see what what happens in the eighth round. I'm just telling you, if Jerry Judy somehow lasts the eighth round, that's the pick. Okay, just so you know, it's not going to happen because he's going to go like the next pick. But yeah, there right seven there. seven. Um, but yeah, Herbert. So it's good because. Yeah, you can see the run of quarterbacks that just went. So in between our pick and this pick right here, so we took Rodgers. By the way, the two picks before our quarterback, so it was Dak, Wilson, and then we took Rodgers, and then Burrow, Herbert, Stafford, and Jalen Hurts all went in between those two picks. Um, Michael Carter got taken before Trey Sherman. I don't know what's going on. But again, this is just – they're just using ADP, so – um you know, not necessarily looking at anything. So, okay, so running back, we have Zach Moss, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, and Kenyon Drake. Like, no, no thanks. I'm good. Wait, Melvin like, Gordon was drafted? Melvin Gordon already taken. Got taken the pick before I right Before us. sniped. <laughs> yeah. got sniped. Um, so this is – I found myself doing this, like, in a lot of drafts that I've had and, and mock drafts that I've done. Is just completely punting on the running back position outside of the first few rounds. Like, if I get past like round five, I'm not taking a running back in between like rounds five and like 10 because I just feel like all those guys in there like stink. Like, they just not like, why am I drafting Zach Moss in the eighth round? Like, I just, I, I'm just, I'm not doing that. Like, I know Buffalo has a chance to be good and blah, 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 whatever, but I'm like looking at Zach Moss, I'm like, he stinks. Like, he's not good. I'm drafting James Conner in the 8th round. I'm not doing that. Like it just doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Leonard Fournette was terrible last year with Tampa. Like you know, Kenyon Drake is going to spell Josh Jacobs, but I'm I'm not, like those are guys if you want to give them to me in the 10th, 11th round, sure. But I'm not taking them in the in the 8th round. That just that to me is those guys are guys that I don't like. So, I'm just passing. I've just found myself passing on on running back consistently in that kind of middle rounds at like the round 5 to 10, you know what I mean?
0: You know, and just uh, I know uh, whatever Melvin Gordon. Let me just say that was probably the steal of the mock draft so far. And you guys don't realize he a top 12 running back last year. You know, a lot of people slept on. I understand he doesn't have huge rushing yard numbers. He's hit a thousand yards once, um, but he hasn't really played full seasons either.
3: Um, yeah, Melvin's but, a a waiver wire pickup in my league. I might have to grab it's, him. It's
0: crazy. I mean, the dude and last four you seasons, Javante
3: Williams will be that Cam Akers of last year cuz it kind of seems like, you know, he'll eventually take that role, but it might take, you know, 6-7 weeks. I mean, I, I think, know Gordon's hurt right now too, so
0: I think you're going to get a good good half season of Melvin Gordon. And I like to think maybe a little bit more. yeah, um, like I said, I mean, look, the last look at the last four seasons of Melvin Gordon, 8 touchdowns, ten, eight, and 9. And people are still sleeping on him. It's like he hasn't slowed down. He had almost a thousand yards last year. Right. Um, he, this offense maybe is a little bit better than it was last year. I don't know. That's I guess that's debatable. But um, I think Melvin Gordon's a steal that late to get him. I mean, we could have gotten him as what our our fourth, third running back, right? Third running back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's crazy. So that, that's just so. for people later. Um, yeah.
1: All right. So let's. So I think I think Brandon Cooks is the pick here. For me, at least. So I know we're in the eighth round, we'd have four wide receivers, but like to me, I just think, you know, you dra- at this point, I just think you're drafting the best player available. I think Brandon Cook is the best player available in the best spot. Will Fuller, like, yeah, like he could be fine, but there's questions about Tua. How's Tua gonna no. be? You know, like, no.
4: <laughs> Tua can't, nope. like, yeah. You, we talked about like yards per route run. By Debo Samuel. Like Will Fuller's is just like 60. Like that guy just sprints down the field. Tua's not getting him the ball. It's just right. He's gonna have like 30 catches tops this year. But that, that's a I think that's a horrible fantasy value, just my two cents. I mean,
2: to me, right here, the play is either Brandon Cooks or Travis Landry. Yeah. I I wouldn't even Landry makes think sense. about Fuller. I'm going to throw
0: a huge wrench in this conversation. Um, Somebody that we're not talking about, but I think should be drafted around here. And maybe by draft day, a lot of people listening or watching uh, will see his draft day value climb. And that's LaVisca Chenault. Um, He's going to be a top 30 wide receiver. And he's definitely not drafted like it at this moment. Um, LaVisca Chenault, you know, with Etienne's injury, um, Urban Miles coaching style, we're kind of guessing at this point. But we think that he's going to be used a lot in the backfield. You know, quick passes. Stuff like that. Chenault's going to be, I think, one of the main beneficiaries of uh, Travis Etienne going down. Um, so I, right. I I love Chenault here, and I think this is probably where he should be drafted. And so that's definitely he had a little
3: running back last year too, right? Didn't he? Didn't he? Take he he some had a carries? few carries.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had a few carries. I mean, two, three, four carries a game. Uh, he, he can definitely, and maybe he will. Uh, but I I look at him like a uh, a poor man's Percy Harvin. Um, yeah, I, I love that.
4: I love that you brought him up because if you I mean Daryl Bevels, their offensive coordinator, so they're not gonna do everything that Urban Meyer did in college. But if right. you look at kind of those teams he ran, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, they were all receivers who played they were basically running backs who played receiver, right? Like they they got the ball out of the backfield, third down, you knew who they were going to. Like I think he's gonna play that exact role. And what whatever offense they end up running, he's gonna play that role. Um I I think that was a great call by you
0: thanks yeah
1: all I right agree. so let's so let's take Lavisca here and then um we'll get to the ninth round i also want to hear some deep sleep because we're not gonna we're we're over an hour already here we're not gonna i'm not gonna keep keep going but i do want to hear some kind of deep sleeper some guys that you're targeting in the 10th round plus um for you guys Darnell mooney just went mike williams who you talked about just went as well um but Dale, just a few, you know. I'll let Dale you go first, and then I'll have uh, I'll have Austin go after you. But just a few guys that you're targeting, kind of later in drafts, um, that you think are being undervalued right now, or could be better um, than what than what some people are seeing right now.
0: Um, give me a second. I wasn't really ready for that, man. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, uh, sleepers. Are you talking about like deep, like late, late in no. the? Uh...
1: You know, anyone that you're targeting in like the tenth round or later that either either you think um you know are should be valued higher that you think is a good value or guys that you're kind of just taking a shot at that you think will have a good have a good example. So Dark Blue Gold brings up someone, I'll just give you an example. John Who Smith's a guy for me that like I just think John Who's gonna get the ball over and over and over and over and over again in this New England offense. Like he's gonna run the ball. They're gonna throw it to him a ton. Like he's gonna be kind of that main factor in the offense. So I just feel like that that um that he's gonna be a guy that's undervalued. Like he's going as like the tight end, like you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen right now in drafts. Mm-hmm. And I think he's easily gonna finish the tight end one. And I said it to you before and we you tweeted it out for me, like you know, through through the ESF account, like I think they're both gonna finish, him and Henry are both gonna finish as tight end ones, you know, in other words, top twelve tight ends. If you're drafting that either of those guys in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth round, mm-hmm. like those are guys that could ha- that have some value for you. I think late, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, okay, I'll give you a couple. Uh, Jamal Williams, the running back for the Detroit Lions. Um, I understand uh, Swift is there, but I think Jamal Williams. We saw what he did in Green Bay. Uh, yep. I think he'll be just as involved, maybe even more in Detroit. So that's I think that's a late round guy you can get. Um, I like it. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Mike Williams. I and mean, we already mentioned, I think that's kind of a late round guy. Uh, pretty solid. I know, you know, it's kind of a lot of people are talking about, it, I think the buzz, uh, Mooney on the bears. I think he's yeah, I love uh, that pick. He's, he's a, he's a late guy that I think you can get at a really good value. Yeah. Um,
1: and the guy Debo, here on the screen I, I, too.
0: I know oh, ahead, Debo's not, sorry. I know Debo's not a, you know, uh, a deep guy, but I think a lot of people are sleeping on him too. And, yeah, yeah. He, he could be just as involved as Ayuk. Uh, I'm like curious, those.
3: too, about what you think about the rookie quarterbacks this year because I think, um, you know, aside from Lawrence and Wilson, I, I don't think the other three are, are, you know, guaranteed to start the year, right? Lance, uh, they're obviously like uh, Fields in Chicago and Cam in New England. They're sold on their, their veteran guy, and kind of ease them in. Uh, but you could also see a situation like Justin Herbert last year where – he comes in, in and obviously an unfortunate situation with Tyrod Taylor, but comes in and takes the league by storm. Is that a guy like Justin Fields? Would you take him before a, a guy like Lawrence or Wilson? Uh, because he's probably in a little bit of a better uh, situation.
2: I am not taking Trevor Lawrence unless he's handed to me on a platter. Yeah. Um, I just I, – that team screams run heavy. I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer said it, and I just – I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying he'll be a bad quarterback. I think for regular football, Lawrence is going to be great. But for fantasy football, he could be a complete turd in a punch bowl.
1: I also think that um, team stinks.
2: Oh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. But, I mean, I uh, mean yeah. Look, the, the the team stinks.
0: Trevor Lawrence, you know, we saw what Joe Burrow did as a rookie last year. The team – the Bengals aren't that good of a team, but you let a quarterback throw it 50 times – and he's going to
2: produce for you, right? Okay, you mean? Where where was he at the end of the season? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was at he was at home. He was at home rehabbing. But when he was playing, of course, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. yeah I'm writing. Look, I'm it, writing an article. It, 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 I'm writing an article right now for the website okay. called Thirty Two Questions. Okay. And my question for the Bengals is why why the f do you hate Joe Burrow? Because they had a chance to fix the offensive line, they didn't. Right. They yeah, went right. out here and got him a receiver. So he's going to have apparently a lot of he, wanted,
3: he Apparently, he wanted Chase, right? Oh, well, I agree. Were, were,
2: yeah, I agree. I just think it's a stupid decision. I, 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 he is not the Joe no, Burrow has wrong. talent. No, Joe Burrow has talent, but he should not be the guy picking the the pieces on the field. Right. When somebody should have said, "Hey, little man, sit down. We're going to get you an offensive lineman, and we're going to protect you." Yeah, because I just think that kid's he's going to get hung out to try again. I just, I, it drives me nuts.
0: The best, the best rookie quarterback this year. Um, and I think it's going to be by a landslide, is Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance will end up starting and take take the league by storm.
3: I think he'll be the worst of the five pick. Really? Um, I, Lance, I think, yeah. I'm not a Trey Lance guy. Never, never really was. Um, man, that team
0: is set up for him, though, man.
3: It I, is, right? But I think, you know, Mac in New England, too, right? But obviously, Patriots guys are never um, – popular fantasy players just because it's kind of a week to week kind of game plan. But Definitely. yeah, I think, you know, fantasy, I, I like fields in terms of fantasy just because I think he can do a lot with his legs too. Um, and I think he's a, he's a guy that we had as a, as a quarterback too, coming out, me and Keegan obviously do a lot of the draft stuff for, for Pat's ball, but I, I loved, I love his game. Uh, I don't like the fit with, with Pat Nagy, but sure. um, the athleticism is certainly there. Yeah.
4: He won't, you know, he won't have to be with, with the Matt Nagy or, for, for very long. In I this, think,
2: uh, sorry, That is not Dale. That is not Dale. That is John Chapman in a Dale suit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, I do. I, I talk to John Chapman a lot and he's a, <laughs> a nice guy. So Maybe. He's a you know, maybe he's guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just yeah, spent I a weekend with him. So uh, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But um, I really do like Trey Lance a lot. I mean, I've uh, Lance
2: a lot. I've, I, get, I think Fields, does. I think Fields is better. And I, the longer Dalton sits out there on the field and fields gets to hold the, the clip the uh the clipboard yeah. and watch and learn i think the better off he's going to be yeah all no, this
0: all this really doesn't matter in redraft you're not getting you're not drafting any of the rookie quarterbacks there's a million other other quarterbacks right. you're going to take
1: before any of these rookies so yeah um, i agree yeah. i agree on that you know i mean it, listen if unless you want to just punt on quarterback completely and then draft one in like the last round or something like that. Then maybe you're drafting one of these guys, but or maybe you're drafting you know them as as your QB two. You've already drafted a quarterback, and you're drafting one of them late as your second quarterback. Fine, I'm okay with that. But if you're relying on a rookie quarterback as your only quarterback in a redraft league, uh, things are not going to end well for you. So, um, but but you know, but we'll see. One of these guys here that I want to talk about, Michael Pittman, I think is another guy that is being slept mm-hmm. on a little bit. He's a guy who, you know, obviously going into a second year, hopefully better quarterback play in Indianapolis this year. Um, you know, with Carson Wentz, I think second year in the offense. T.Y. Hilton's kind of up and down. He's a little bit older now. I think he has a real chance to be, you know, kind of step into that wide receiver one role. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, anyways, any, anyone else you guys want to add? Keegan Spags. Austin Dale. Anyone? Anyone else you guys want to add? Kind of as late round sleepers or anything like that.
4: I've got one guy. I don't know. Don't quite know if it's a sleeper thing, but it's somebody I'm higher on than everybody else. Robert Tanyan I think is going to have a great year for Green Bay. I think he's really there. Other than Aaron Jones and and Devontae Smith, like I think he's the number three guy. Even with Randall Cobb coming in, um, and, and down in the red zone, which I think they're going to be in the red zone a lot. I don't think they're going to have many. Explosive plays, but that's where they're going to have to score from. He's going to be a really good target for for Aaron Rodgers. So I just I'd, I really like him. I na- or I tried to nab him as my second tight end uh, in our league, I, and I got sniped right before my pick. But I I, I really really like him.
1: I do too. I agree. I like it. That's another, That's another one. And of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Decoy Myers. Um, Myers is going insanely late in drafts. He is the number one wide receiver in New England. Don't listen to what anyone else tells you. He's oh, the number one no, wide receiver right. in New
3: England. He's going to have so, any catches. And- Led the yeah. league in targets last year, too. Um, and that's a guy that they rely heavily on their slot. We saw it years with with Edelman, Welker. Uh, a lot of people think it'll be Kendrick Bourne. I think it's it's Jacoby Myers' job. I think with the amount of times they'll have two tight ends on the field, too, they'll have Bourne. Outside. Bourne's probably going to play a lot of Z for them. Right. Um, so, I, I think Myers, too, um, he's continuously gotten better as his career has gone on, um, and, and you might see him start to scratch the surface of, of the potential he has. And don't forget think,
0: Ru- don't forget Russell Gage, either. I'm sorry. Just jump in. I forgot. If, that is one of my guys.
4: And really like with it. Myers, just real quick on the slot thing, like, they wrote slot on his forehead and Sharpie. Like, Troy Brown <laughs> has not backed down at all. He's like, yeah, he's a great slot receiver. He's going to yep. be just as good as I was. Like, he he has no problem admitting that, and... I think that's half the battle with the Patriots figuring out what the hell people are going to be doing for them. And, and, you know, like he's going to be their slot receiver. It's
1: a good point. It's a good point. All right, gentlemen, thank you. I appreciate you guys coming on before you leave. Um, you know, we went, we went long today. We usually don't go over an hour. We went <laughs> long today. Um, but before you leave, I want you to guys just, you know, plug yourself, let us know where they can read you, see you, hear you, everything else. So, um, You know, just kind of just let us know. So, Dale, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Austin and uh, and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like I said, we host a fantasy football
1: podcast, uh,
0: Eat Sleep Fantasy. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Uh, YouTube, Eat Sleep Fantasy on Twitter, Eat Sleep FF. Pretty much everywhere. Just
2: type in Eat Sleep Fantasy. You'll find us. I like it. Yeah, I I write and I'm the uh, de facto editor for Eat Sleep Fantasy. And you can find me on Twitter at Austin Wrote That.
1: Love it, Austin and I are also in a in a Marvel group chat. Big day, yes. big day yesterday. It
2: was it was huge. A, yeah, a
0: Marvel. Spider Man Far From Home. Yes, nerd? a bunch of nerds. Are you You're the there. Sinister Six,
3: baby?
1: Uh, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we so we, we good. can. Yeah. yeah,
3: you guys can keep that in the. I'm not. <laughs> That's right, yeah, Dale. No so, idea. Right with Dale. You. He, he has no yeah, interest. No idea. No interest. <laughs> Sorry, Dale, beat you Dale up. hates all
2: things nerdy.
4: When we go to Houston, we're not going out. We're not even going to go to the Patriots game. We're just going to watch Marvel movies with Spags for two days straight.
1: Listen, I pi- Listen when quarantine started, I know we're still recording. When quarantine started, I pitched the idea to Spags. Let's do a, a, a podcast where we review the Marvel movies. He watched them for the, for the first time, and me being the expert, and we talk about the movies together, and he was like, no
3: nah. chance. Yeah, no <laughs> I like,
1: all right, I try.
3: <laughs> I'd rather study the, the draft and – do that till my eyes bleed, and then, then do right. it. All yeah, right, why not both All
1: right, listen, that's it. We appreciate you guys coming. Thanks, thanks a lot, Dale, Austin. Thank you so much, everyone out there listening. We appreciate it, and we will. Uh, we'll talk to you Sunday night after the Patriots' third and final preseason game.